0: What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember... That primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's talk some Cowboys football. Let me tell you where this comes from. I was going over a show that I do with my brother in Spanish. And one of our ideas was to each of us have a list of What are the best position groups in football, position by position? So which team has the best cornerbacks? Which team has the best safeties, best linebackers, best defensive tackles, best edge rushers? We did the same for offense. And while I got ready for that show, and while I decided which team had the best edge rusher unit, I concluded that it was the Cowboys. And I looked at the numbers. So I have three reasons as to why that is the case for you. By the way, you can check those rankings from myself over at adcsports.com NFL because I did post what I believe to be the best position group in the entire NFL position by position. We'll get into, I can mention them towards the end of the show, but the Cowboys have the best edge group in the NFL. I'm gonna toss out a question to get us started in the chat really quickly. Is it fair? or unfair to call the Cowboys edge rushers the best there are in the NFL. And just to toss some rivals in there that we will mention throughout the show, there's the Philadelphia Eagles who have Hassan Radic, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham. That's a pretty good unit. You could say that there are the San Francisco 49ers with many who, obviously with Nick Bosa, they could be in the mix. The Cleveland Browns, in my opinion, could also be involved because, you know, there was Miles Garrett and then there is Sedaris Smith. That might be if we're talking duos, that might be one of the best in the NFL. So let me know, fair or unfair to call Cowboys edge rushers. Cowboys edge rushers, the best there is. And Gregory asks, yes, if Parsons is included. Parsons has to be included. He's an edge rusher. Toxic Tom says, in terms of what? In terms of everything, which edge group? Like, if you are putting together an NFL team, Toxic, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it, my man. If you're putting together an NFL team and you have to choose what is your edge rusher group to begin with, and, and think about it in terms of the 2023 season, which are you picking? Because I'm picking the Cowboys. Let's see what you guys have to say. Uh, Fair goes uh, for Gregory. Joey Bella goes with fair. Brian Smith says absolutely. Gilbert goes with fair. Inez goes with fair over at Facebook. Katharina also had said fair over at Facebook. On the YouTube chat, we've got John saying our boys. By the way, what's up, everyone? Thank you for being here. I appreciate you tuning into the show. Let's get into why. Let's get into why, and, and and let me give you my reasons, my three reasons why they are the best group in the NFL. It all starts, for me, with Micah Parsons. Because, man, Micah Parsons, in my opinion, is the ticket of entry for the Cowboys to be in this discussion. Because there are too many great elite edge rushers in the NFL, and I think not having one of the top five guys kind of rules you out. Like you need to have a Nick Boza, a Michael Parsons, a Miles Garrett, a TJ Watt, a Hassan Reddick to even be in this conversation of having the best edge group in the NFL. I think that the Cowboys have that in Micah. I think that Parsons, who has received Defensive Player of the Year votes in consecutive seasons now, Belongs in the conversation of being the best edge rusher in the league. And obviously the numbers prove it. I don't even have to toss out the numbers for you to know that the numbers back it up. I will anyways. Number one in total pressures last year. Number one in pass rush win rate as well. And he was one of the most double teamed players in the entire league. I don't say that anecdotally. Even though you guys know it if you tune into the Cowboys games, but he was the sixth most double teamed player in the NFL last year, according to ESPN data and next gen stats data. Seth Walder does a fantastic job putting those up on Twitter. And at the end of the regular season, Micah Parsons has been the number six player with the most double teams in terms of percentage. In the entire NFL. So the fact that he played so much more than other defensive starts in the league doesn't even matter. This is a rate, a percentage we were talking about. And Hassan Redick, for example, shows up very low on that type of list. The same goes for a guy like TJ Watt. Micah Parsons was doubled more often than Nick Bosa was. He was doubled more often than Hassan Redick was. TJ was... Thinking about who else could also be in that conversation because he was not doubled as much as Miles Garrett was. Miles Garrett had the highest rate, if I'm not mistaken, of them all. I might be wrong about that, but he was higher than Micah. I know that for sure. So I gotta say, I gotta start. Reason number one has to be Micah Parsons being the ticket of entry to be in the conversation. For the Dallas Cowboys. But then the number two reason. The number two reason why I believe the Cowboys beat the Eagles. They beat the 49ers in this category. Is what the Cowboys are able to do against the run. Because every time that you put together a ranking of the best edge rushers in the NFL. It feels to me like we're just focusing on the pass rush sometimes. And the Marcus Lawrence has been forever underrated because even though he's not in that class as a pass rusher like the guys that we've already mentioned today, if we're talking about who's the most complete edge rusher, he belongs in the conversation because the Marcus Lawrence year after year proves that he's out there being one of the best run stoppers and one of the best disruptors that there are in the league. The one knock against Lawrence is that he is not in that class as a pass rusher with what? With Parsons, with Boza, with all of those guys. But listen, he was numbered, he, he still was top 20 in total pressures, anyways, last year. He was number two in total stops. He was number two in just run place stops and PFF defines a stop as a tackle that results in a negative play for the opponent. Not necessarily a tackle for a loss, though. Like if, if it's third and one, and it's a zero-yard gain for the offense, that is a stop. Just going to make that clarification really quickly there. And guess what? Demarcus Lawrence was also in the top eight of players that were double-teamed the most. He was a top eight player player in double team rate so even though he's not up there even though he's not up there as as one of the best pass rushers in the nfl as an edge rusher and i know i'm just switching one word for another but i mean edge rusher is the position pass rusher is the assignment to actually go out there and, and rush the passer uh D-Law is one of the most complete defense events that there are in the nfl So the fact that the Cowboys have Parsons and Lawrence both ranking the top 10 of defensive stops, not only sacks and pressures and all of that, to me is a big differentiator and a big difference that they have as opposed to the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers. The 49ers don't have two players in the top 10 in stops. The Eagles don't have two players in the top 10 in stops. The Cowboys do. So in that way, I think that the Cowboys are much more complete. Now, before we move on, though, before we move on here, I got to ask you, do you agree or disagree that the Marcus Lawrence remains underrated from a national point of view? Let me know in the chat, and we're going to get to reason number three after that but before we do that before i give you my third reason why the cowboys have the best edge rush group edge rusher group in the nfl let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because as always we got to talk about the guys who make this show possible i'm talking about freeman mazda and you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at their dealership in Irving Texas or my favorite choice at their website freemanmazda.net you can go in there and you can actually look at pictures of every car you can see the features that each of these vehicles has including the ride of the week which this time around happens to be The Mazda, the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select All-Wheel Drive. You can check out this new vehicle at their website. It's got a blind spot monitor. It's got rain sensing wipers, Apple CarPlay, slash Android Auto, and a fuel economy of 24 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are on the highway. So make sure you check out the Ride of the Week over at freemanmazda.net. Once more, that is freemanmazda.net. Make sure you check it out. Having said that, let's see if you agree or disagree. The dealer, man, he remains underrated. I want to say that I agree with that. Uh, Paul says, man, Paul Paul is just raising some. Paul is raising some, some hell in the comments. Underrated says Lance. Toxic Tom says, yes, and by most of our fan base, who only looks at sacks and not at the whole picture. Yeah, D-Law, there was a tweet from Daniel Houston, who is the man behind the Cowboys stats and graphics Twitter account. A must follow. If you are on Twitter and you don't follow Cowboys stats, you're missing out on some of the best and most insightful Cowboys content that there is out there. But let me, I actually had this opened right here, because I'm going to publish this article tomorrow morning. But this is a tweet. This is from a tweet that he posted. Daniel Houston, a data data analyst, wrote, not only does the Marcus Lawrence disrupt the pass and force failed rushes in general, but he also has an unusual number of stops on high leverage, third and fourth downs. So not only does he show up consistently, he shows up when it matters the most. And he has done that Year after year, it's not a one-season thing. d is not out there being a one-year wonder. He is one of the most complete defense events in the NFL. But because, again, I know I've said this already, but because he's not in the same class as a pass rusher, than the big names of the NFL, like Micah himself, like Boza, like the other Boza, like Miles Garrett, he's usually not considered... A top 10 edge rusher or something like that but if you are evaluating the complete player D-Law is really one of the best out there and when he has not been around just just think about that Detroit Lions game there was a sequence in that Detroit Lions game last year at the goal line where D-Law was just an alien he he was not a human he was doing out he he was Doing freakish things, getting through blocks. I don't know if you remember that sequence when the Cowboys stopped the Lions at the goal line, and I actually think it's the same drive where Micah does that insane thing where he shoots five yards downfield and then comes back and and makes the play, makes the stop. Then D. Lock goes out there and and he goes crazy himself. That's a game changer. That is a game-changing player right there. And and I agree with toxic. Sometimes not even the fan base will give him that sort of credit when he definitely 100% deserves it. Will he ever get 17 and a half sacks like he did back in 2017? Maybe not. But D-Law is one of the biggest reasons why the Cowboys have been a top th- 3 defense in consecutive years now in EPA per play. Double R says, he stopped them from scoring. Toxic says, D-Law is our best defense event. Double R says, d is a beast in my opinion. d is consistent, says Todd. Catherine says, Lawrence is a beast. I don't know if Toxic meant the D-Law is our best defense event. I would be curious, Toxic, you're not counting Micah as a defense event? Because even though I think he's the perhaps the most, most complete guy, I would still give the advantage to Micah. But I know that, you know, that's the thing about calling players defensive end and outside linebackers and all of that. I know it's it's tricky. That's why I went with Edge for the title of the video and just the theme of the entire video. But I would be curious to see what you think about that. d is great run support, says Lance. And he still produces as, as a pass rusher, right? Like, it's, it's also not a thing in which... Uh, Micah might not be in that upper class of, of pass rushers. He might not be in that tier one category of players, but he's also not in like tier four or tier three, right? He's a guy that is out there being top 20 in total pressures anyways, and he's getting sacks and he's making those plays as a pass rusher too. Toxic says, "What did Dan Queen say publicly? Micah's position was pass rushing linebacker. I was making sure that you were not including Micah in there. That you were not trying to say that Dila was the better player over Micah. I was just trying to make sure about that. What about Massey? This is John at nose tackle. I mean, he he goes in the nose tackle position, so we might not get a lot into Massey Smith on this show. But I'm gonna when when we go through the other position groups." We can mention him, mention him for sure. Uh, DeLa gets pressures his stud. Yeah, he does. He does. He actually got 59 in 2022, good for 17th in the NFL. Now, anyways, my number three reason don't want to wait any longer to to bring that up. Number three reason why the Cowboys have the best edge group in the NFL it's the depth. It's the insane amount of depth that the Cowboys have at the position. May I remind you of Sam Williams' numbers? Because he played less than a quarter of the Cowboys' defensive snaps in the 2022 season, and he still finished with four sacks. He had 10 tackles for a loss. He got nine QB hits. Forced one fumble, recovered three fumbles, all in less than 25% of the snaps on defense. And Dante Fowler played more than him. And Drance Armstrong played more than him. Now we're expecting Sam Williams to make a leap and maybe jump those two guys and be the number three edge rusher on the team. But Armstrong and Fowler are not going to go away. They're not going to go disappear. This is one of the... Deepest groups of edge rushers that there are in the NFL, in my opinion. But it's Sam Williams specifically who can really make that count because we can see Sam Williams really make a good enough jump for the Cowboys to find ways to get him more and more involved. Uh, One thing that we learned about Dan Quinn over the last couple of years is that he is not afraid to play hybrid fronts. So the fact that usually you would have two edge rushers on the field does not mean that Dan Quinn will usually do that. We will see oftentimes Dan Quinn uses NASCAR fronts with four end type players or he will use three edge rushers and one defensive tackle out wide for some reason. He is a mad scientist when it comes to designing pressure packages. And we're going to see... Williams share the field with Micah, with d not only rotating in for them, but we're going to see them on the field at the same time. Sometimes it's going to be four of them getting after the quarterback with their ears pinned back, and it's going to be so much fun. When you couple the pairing that is Micah and d and what they are as edge rushers, what they are as run stoppers, and you pair that with the depth of, of Dan Quinn's edge rushers. This is the best group in the NFL. And sometimes I think it's not even that close as we, as we would think. Uh, Having said that though, the Eagles deserve a honorable mention. The same for the 49ers. Uh, I could see the Browns getting in the conversation mainly because of the duo that they have. Miles Garrett, Sedarius Smith, that's an insane duo of players to have on defense. And as Toxic Tom says, I, I am still not used to having defensive line depth. I agree. I'm still not used to having three starting safeties either. Three starting caliber safeties. And then they also get to play at the same time. It's crazy. And, and you had Trevon Diggs and Fallen Gilmore out there, by the way. <laughs> I'm not used either. I'm not used either. Uh, that being said... That being said, oh, Lance, man, I'm working on an article about this for atcsports.com, actually. He says, camp battle to watch, DA versus Sam Williams. You are totally right. Backup, edge rusher, that number three spot is a camp battle to watch. I think most of us will be leaning Sam Williams just because of the upside and everything. Uh, Just for fun, just for fun, I'm going to share this with you the rest of my list. So what I did on that article was, and I'm going to open it up just to not mess it up, to avoid messing it up. Uh, But I wrote an article called Best in the NFL, listing the top group at each defensive position for 2023. Dallas Cowboys get the boat in edge rushers. Defensive tackles, I went with the New York Giants and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Talks to give them some NFC East love. But man, Lawrence was second in the NFL in total QB pressures among defensive tackles, only behind the Chiefs' Chris Jones. And then there's Leonard Williams, who maybe missed some time in 2022, but he still has averaged nine sacks per year in the last two seasons that he was healthy. Uh, the Giants deserve that love. Linebackers, I gave it to the 49ers. Fred Warner, Greg Greenlaw, those two guys are some of the best linebackers that there are in the NFL, so they get my vote. Cornerback was tough. And at the cornerback, I did consider the Cowboys. And by the way, I wanted to bring that up to the chat as well. How do I even phrase this, man? I think it's going to be simple. Which team has the best cornerback unit? Would you go with the Cowboys? You have Trevon Dix, Stephon Gilmore on the edges, on the boundary. And then De'Ron Bland as the projected starter at nickel. Would you vote for the Cowboys as the best cornerback group? Or would you vote for the New York Jets? They were my vote because of Sauce Gardner, who right now, in my eyes, he's the best cornerback in the NFL. I know we've only seen one year from him, but man, I followed him closely, and I saw enough. He did a great job versus Jamar Chase, versus Stephon Diggs. He did it in man coverage most of the time. Uh, Sauce Gardner was very fun to watch as a rookie. That's why he was the first team All-Pro. DJ Reed, very solid number two as well. He was. He ranked as one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL too. And even their slot cornerback to me was one of the tiebreakers. Michael Carter II finished the year as the highest graded cornerback out of the slot. And the numbers were also pretty good for Michael Carter II. So the Jets got my boat to be be the best cornerback group in the NFL. Miami Dolphins were also worth considering because they had Jalen Ramsey and Savion Howard, two big-name corners. The lack of a nickel guy also was the reason why I didn't include him. Let's see what you think. Uh, Katharina says, yes, the Cowboys are number one in my opinion. So Katharina would have given it to the Cowboys. That's fair. Toxic would have given it to the Cowboys. He says, I don't buy on one year. Diggs and Gilmore have years of production. Totally fair. And I totally get it. I'm not against that school of thought to put it one way. Lance says, easy can start for any team and he's a backup depth. Depth is one of the biggest arguments for the Cowboys probably there. Gregory says, sauce is the best in the league, but combined as a group, give me Dallas. Inez goes with the Cowboys. John goes with Dallas. So I'm going to be the lone wolf here. I'm going to go with the Jets. I already did. And then just to close it out, safeties. Again, I consider the Cowboys briefly. <laughs> so I- I think that's a sick unit that the Cowboys have at safety, man. Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, Jaren Kears, what else do you want? But I still gave it to the Buffalo Bills. Maybe not a lot because of the depth, but Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde have been one of the most iconic duos in the NFL over the last few years. And although they were not nearly as together last year as in previous years because Micah Hyde was injured, I believe they will climb up the the safety ranks again in no time. Especially with the Bills being super aggressive with how they use them. I just I just think they deserve the top spot at safety. The Buffalo Bills do. But the fact that the Cowboys were a consideration in three different possessions matters. It has to matter. This is really one of the best defensive teams in the NFL. And when you break it down position by possession, you understand why. Not only that. But you also add, you know, Dan Quinn designing the plays and designing the pressures and all of that. And that matters. Big Sarge is making fun of me calling Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer as an iconic duo. But man, I swear, like, if you if you love football in a way that you sit down to watch, you know, random tape from random teams you got to recognize them as an iconic duo because they are fun. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde have been one of the best safety groups in the NFL for years now. Together, like Poyer individually will have some of the best years, uh, numerically speaking, as a safety. And then Hyde will do it as well. Obviously combined as a duo, they're very special because of the way that they use them, right? Usually you have your Free safety or strong safety. These two guys do both, but they do both in a very aggressive way and at a very high level of play. That's why I give them that love. I think that they deserve it. They're one of the best duos when healthy for sure on defense. I got to give them that respect. I got to do it. I'm sorry. Toxic says, Mo, do we have the best rapper in the NFL? I don't know if that's a Kelvin. Jo- I, I mean, I know deep down, I know Toxic Tommy's joking about Kelvin Joseph. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember Boss Man's raps. I don't. I remember that I, at some point I listened to them, but maybe I didn't do it with attention. Not enough attention. I don't know who's the best rapper in the NFL. I don't know who is. <laughs> Awesome video. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Thank you, uh, Gregory. He says this defense is going to be toxic this year. Yeah, it is going to be toxic. Tony over at Facebook had said, if we get a good push, if we get a good push up the middle with our edges, then combined with our backhand, shake my head, best defense in the league. And that's where the massive myth pick comes in. Somebody asked about Massey. Earlier on the show. That's where Massey really could be a game changer. And I hate the idea of getting so high. on A player picked so late. Even in the first round. And call him a game changer and all of that. But just from an X's and nose perspective. Having a, a nose tackle that you can consistently line up. Head up on the center. And take those half slide aways. Uh, those half slides away from opposing pass protection schemes and pass protection units, it can really manipulate the offense. And, and Dan queen has shown us time and time again, that he will do that on a weekly basis. So I think that the Moss myth pick will really be much more about freeing up everybody else more than him lining up the stat sheet. And I know that's nothing new to say. Uh, we we had a show a few weeks ago, maybe even a couple of months ago now, where we broke down in detail what myth being on the Cowboys meant for Dallas and their defense in 2023. In case you want to go check that out, I do recommend it because we even looked at X's and O's drawings and everything. So if you want to go and and watch that, you can still do that. I think we also had one that was called Uh, Cowboys make a genius chess move something like that something about a chess move but that was a different one talking about what Master Smith meant for the Cowboys from the point of view that you know they're going to be able to play with light boxes more often which means they're going to be able to play with two high safeties more often and they're going to be able to take away those explosive plays while still being able to stop the run with just six defenders inside the box. And you will do that in big part thanks to the presence of somebody like Moss Smith who can really eliminate those A gaps, those B gaps at a very consistent rate as a run defender. Moss is going to be fun. Moss is going to be very fun to watch. And he's going to be able to really take the Cowboys defense to the next level from the point of view that He's gonna be able to let them play one gap and a half. You're gonna he's gonna be able to let them play two gap defense and change it up. Kind of like what Bince Wilfork and the Patriots did way back way back then. Yeah, some three tech reps as Lance, probably, probably he will even get into that. Yeah. What's up, Clayton? Thanks so much for smashing the like button. By the way, do me a favor if you have made it this far. If you have made it this far into the primetime show, that means you're probably enjoying it. And I love it. I love that you're here. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So do me a favor and let's get those likes up because it helps a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight, though, here on the ADC Sports Dallas primetime show. We are off for the weekend and we will be back on Sunday, 8 p.m. Central. When we see each other again, when we see each other again on on Sunday, the 15th, we are going to be less than two weeks away from training camp. And that's exciting, man. We're going to blink and football is going to be upon us. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Hit the like button for me. Thank you to Ines. Thank you to John. Toxic says Vince Wilford was fat. And maybe Masi does not have that same body type. But if you look at their height and you look at their weight, they're going to be, I mean, Masi is going to be more or less in that build, in that player build. Not physically, because he's not going to look the same. But in terms of weight, in terms of height, they are pretty comparable, actually. That's interesting. That's an interesting conversation that we could have. Thank you so much. I'll see you on Sunday. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemidmazda.net. Check out the ride of the week in their website. Thank you so much, and bye-bye.